wasabi, please. That's a good, good crunch. Yeah, I shouldn't say this because I, pro I probably will definitely use this as a snack. Mm -hmm. But Dusty started getting me these um, sour cream and chive and chive crunchy peas from Brave mm -hmm. as a little snack. Yeah, and they're fucking really good. I think you would like these. Sounds good. They got the seven grams of plant protein, bro. Seven grams of gut loving fiber, bro. <laughs> it helps you stay fuller for longer. Bro. It's just tasty, bro. I just like I the flavor. I, li I like sour cream. And the just, like, we don't normally I, do these everything. Like, snacks over here on Patreon, but like, you know, it's, you know, it's called Brave. Uh, it, it makes Brave. a good crunch. It's got protein in it. I mean, it look, at it, look at my guy. Kinda look at works. my guy. Kind of works. You know who's taking care of his body? Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that like crunch I made at the beginning with my Doritos leftover from the Encino Man episode that we just recorded? Because that's that's what Perfect. like all these films they're recorded like especially the first two police story films are are recorded just they're just fucking you know filming and then they overdub things and there's a lot of sounds that are just like and that's like bones breaking you know bones are breaking. <laughs> Welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast here on Patreon. This is your host, John the Foster, and I am here today with my little kung fu fighting boy, Phil. How's it going, Phil? I'm good. I'm excited for this. Yeah, this is something we've been wanting to do for a while. Something we talked about last year, and then mm. we were given a reason to do yeah. now, which is nice. I don't know, I'm just excited. I'm genuinely, I'm just like looking forward to a lot of the stuff we've, we've got planned. Yeah, we got a good year. Coming we got up. a good year on the main and on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun it's ideas. A lot of silly stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, like, what we just recorded on the main timeline, like, and what we're doing, like, straight fire, weeks are, like, crazy. It's stuff we've been talking about, and it's very similar how, with this episode, it's something we really wanted to talk about, and we're finally fucking doing it, because this episode is a Patreon Good Bagel Boss episode requested by our greasy boy, our greasy <laughs> boy, Phil. Phil, he's a greasy the boy. The mucky boy, the mucky boy. Finn Hill, our greasy mucky boy, who, uh, you know, decided to come become a good good Bagel Boss and he requested this episode. If you like to become a good Bagel Boss, you can do that. Just go over to patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Sign up to the tier called Good Bigger Boss. It's just $25 a month or 20 pounds, whatever the fucking exchange rate is. I don't know. <laughs> Which you only need to do once, one month, and then you can pop your tier back down or you can delete your Patreon pledge altogether. Um, and yeah, we'll cover any movie you want in a special episode. Kind of like this. We've, we've, we've kind of said a little bit what we're doing. Let's just get into a film. What? film did our greasy boy Finn choose for us to cover today oh man it's the one and only police story police cops police cops <laughs>
冷汗子拼出一生痴，流汗血尽赤心追寻大意义，生命作赌注，留下了英雄故事，忧患见骨气，昂步顾盼似醒思。I'm just like vibing out to that song. The uh, I think it's called like Hero's Story or something like that. Oh, the one that played at the end. Yeah, the Jackie Chan singing. The, the really like, cheesy. Uh, he sings yeah. that, dude. His voice. Yeah, is I know. Great. No, it's no, so I've good. I only discovered last year a, a Jackie Chan singing career and like musical career, and yeah. now I put it on at work <laughs> just to sort of mess with people. But like, yeah. yeah, like him doing the theme song to a lot of his movies and yeah. like doing a lot of the Disney translations. Like, if you've ever seen Mulan. Banger. Yeah. He uh, sings. I think he played like the male lead. I forgot. I've forgotten the character's name now. In the China release, Chinese release,、mm. and the inversion of it is fucking really good, actually. <laughs>、um, but yeah, it's, re- it's really, it's really cheesy, stupid song.、Yeah. But it's, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I will be brave, and I,、uh, you know, I will save everyone. Yeah. That, that kind of lyrics. So good. <laughs> <laughs> The Royal Hong Kong Police Force is planning a major undercover sting called Operation Boar Hunt to arrest crime lord Chu Tao, played by Chur Yun, Inspector Chan Kakui, or Kevin Chan in the dub versions. Fuck that. Jackie <laughs> Chan Kevin. is part of、like、the、Kevin? operation, along with the undercover officers stationed in a shanty town. After arresting Chu Chan's next assignment is protect Chu Tao's. Secretary Selena Fong, played by Bridget Lin, who plans to testify in court about Chu Tao's illegal activities. This leads to some troubles with his girlfriend May, played by Maggie Chung. What a fucking cast! <laughs> who is constant? He is constantly being mean to fucking poor yeah, Maggie Chung. Yeah, he's a terrible boy. All of these films. <laughs> The、uh, trial fails due to Selena's tampering with evidence, though Chu Tao is. Released on bail, he wants revenge against Kakui, framing him for murder of a fellow policeman, Inspector Man, and、oh, this man. leads Kakui to go on a basically go on the run to try to solve the case for himself, clear his name, resulting in an epic shopping mall melee of flying fist and shattered glass. It's the 1988 action comedy written by Jackie Chan and Edward Tang and directed by Jackie Chan. Uh, when I asked Finn what he wanted for a selection, he replied, "Hi there, I love for my bonus episode request to be Jackie Chan's original police story movie. I saw this movie for the first time in the Prince Charles, and I fell in love. It was also actually my first ever visit to the Prince Charles. Happened earlier this year. Thanks very much. So that was like you know late last year, 2022,、um, and we've been kind of、uh, I don't know trying to catch up." On、mm-hmm. these Patreon things, like we said with the last one,、uh, for our good pal Manish, it's been hard because Christmas came and we kind of like let these things get away from us. So, yes, we're going to be talking about Police Story in this episode, but we're also going to be talking about Police Story Two and even Police Story Three Supercop a little bit、um, <laughs> as we go through the episode. But mostly, it's going to be about Police Story.、Uh, but Phil, hot takes out the gate. Hot take.、Um, I'm similar to Finn, and, and not in that、um, I had not that I watched it for the first time, but like it was、um, 
I seen this like when I was like a kid, I mm-hmm. think, when I had like I was obviously very into Jackie Chan and I tried to watch it as much as I could and a lot of it all blurred together in my head just watching whatever I could find online basically and a few I had on like DVD and tape and stuff but they were when we did our big Jackie Chan scene and I mean Dusty a big fan as well so we tried to you know go see as many of them as we as we could but the the two we actually had time to do were the police story one and two yeah and those were so much fun to sit and watch in a cinema with a crowd. Like, again, the experience really adds to it. And reliving those sort of movies, because all you, all you do is, like, when you grow up and all you remember, you remember the sort of, I remember that fight and I remember this bit, and they sort of start to blur together, yeah. different movies yeah. and shit. And Police Story 1 and 2 do feel very connected to me, yeah. and they flow seamlessly into uh, into each other. And I haven't seen the third one, but I understand it's quite... It's a bit, dis- uh, a bit more different, yeah. <laughs> a bit more of an evolution for the series. So yeah. um, it feels uh, separate, but I still need to watch that one. But yeah, it was, they're great. The police story movies are great. You can see why they're so held up as some of the biggest accomplishments of Jackie's career as a choreographer, as a director, as mm-hmm. an actor, as a, as a martial artist. Like it's some of the greatest fight scenes you've ever seen put to film. In these movies, you know, and I do, and I'm partial to the later American stuff. I still, obviously, I still like it. That's how I got into Jackie Chan was like through Rush Hour and stuff like that. And I think those movies are great. And you can, the good ones, you can hold up with any of his stuff. But I understand there's sort of a, there's stuff in those movies that he just couldn't do in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's just so hard hitting, fast paced, in your face, dangerous, you know, like doing all the stunt work as well. I forgot you, you know, you've, and the police story movie, the first one had two of his best stunts, the fucking hanging off the bus and the shopping mall going down the... Yeah, the chandelier. Uh, yeah. The chandelier was amazing and like mm. almost killed himself doing that. And I mean, police story two had some excellent set pieces as well. But like, just at the, at, the, at the movie that sort of gets to showcase everything Jackie Chan is good at in terms of like his intensity and also his like sweetness and penchant for like romantic uh, comedy and like slapstick and like all of that is in these movies. I think that's the, honestly the only thing that I think is maybe an issue, not an issue, but like first one's a bit slow. It's just, it's like pacing. I think it's a bit off because it's like big action sequence and a lot of fucking around, a lot of like running around, like pie in the face sort of stuff. Yeah. And then like, action and then more of that and then it gets really dark at the end and that's my favorite <laughs> kind of jackie it's like him going absolutely crazy like cop on the run disgraced pushed to the limit you know like willing to kill himself to bring these people down and then that's most of police story too as well yeah so like the end of so they kind of again they go into each other in terms of how he evolves as the character Police story, but Police Story 2 is fucking amazing. It's so much fun. It's so great. And it's one of the best Jackie Chan movies. Easy. Easy. Like the, the Police Story movies in general are quite highly regarded and held up as some of the best things he's put out. And it'd be hard to disagree. Yeah. No, I mean, I 100% agree. And like, I, it's kind of funny. Like you could see where also I'm from America and I'm just slightly older where like our, uh, 
our entry points to Jackie Chan are and like mm-hmm. how it's similar, like on the main timeline, the episode we just did for Encino man, just like the entry point to like someone like a Pauly Shore. It's just like, a, it's funny um, because like being in America, uh, I started to see Jackie Chan um, because rumble in the Bronx came out and nice. Like yeah. Rumble in the Bronx was like great fucking movie. The big entry point to Jackie Chan, and I was a little kid. I probably talked about this on the podcast, but I was obsessed with like karate, kung fu movies, like Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan. I loved like you know the the kids movies like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Three Ninjas, mm. like anything with like fucking fighting in it. I was Surf all about ninja. it. Surf ninjas, fuck yes. <laughs> so I was uh, I was all about that stuff, and I try to watch as much as I could. So like seeing something like rumble in the Bronx, like really like blew my mind. And because of his popularity off the back of rumble in the Bronx, there was other things that were being released. Like for instance, super cop and um, which was police story three and first strike and Mr. Nice guy and all these like weird, like the operation early, Condor film. Yeah, yeah. Early nineties, Jackie Chan, the, like the stuff that was just being like reappropriated for like American audiences and stuff before rush hour came. And then that just blew my fucking mind. Like rush hour, like even the third one, like that series is some of my favorite shit. It's so fucking good. So good. Like I love Especially it so much. One. I mean like fucking Chris Tucker, it's great as well. The best of like, yeah. Oh my God. Holy shit. What a combo. But like the thing about that is like police story was one of these things where I only kind of saw like clips. I never actually mm. saw the films actually until like properly sitting down until we were the other day watching it for mm. this. So it was kind of a fun experience because I got to go back and watch like all this stuff, I'd seen a lot of these clips before, like Jackie hanging on to the bus and like, yeah, the chandelier scene and like some of the stunts. And then you could see how he evolves certain fight scenes into like uh, things that he did in in uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Like, I mean, Jackie Chan is has got to be like the best stunt, like fight choreogra- choreographer in terms of like using props like Craft, the way yeah. he can like and things in the environment yeah like of it. mapping out like all this shit to a t like you know things i think like, that's how that's how he goes in he's like i want to do it in a playground okay what can i do in a playground yeah like you kick know? somebody like through the, the bars and they fall through oh the bars God. like yeah. uh like you know fighting inside of a restaurant like kicking someone through a glass table or or like a you know fighting on the bar and they fall through the glass through the fucking metal frame of the table, like that's a Jackie Chan signature or like picking up like a bottom piece of a chair or something. And then like catching someone's arm in it and twisting around, flipping someone around. Like, like, yeah, it's like someone letting loose a fucking spinny top that just goes flip flopping everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Beyblade, you know? Um, (laughs) But like, it's, it's great, man. I fucking love Jackie Chan. And these films are so fun. And also like, just, the the cast like I was flipping out like seeing Bridget Lynn really young and and like Maggie Chung like because I'd gotten really into those Wong Kar Wai films like mm-hmm. when we were showing yeah, she them, did a bunch of them and I was watching them all at the cinema and it was just like man they're so great and just seeing like Maggie Chung like I I really like Maggie Chung just getting getting thrown off bike and oh shit my god. She, oh god she's he, put through the ringer and the movies and then she's like in all of these films. Shit. All of these films, like, all right, so films. I watched 
I watched uh, just because I thought it'd be fun because we gave Finn like, you know, we were like, yeah, sure. We'll talk about police story. But Phil and I were like, eh, it'd be fun to kind of talk about the other ones. And also it was even more of the fact that like we kind of like had Finn waiting for our ages for this episode. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we make it up to him. We'll just talk about more than just the first one. Just kind of like talk about all of them. Uh, so this episode is going to be kind of fun as we just kind of weave in a little bit mostly about police story and stuff and kind of like how he got to the point where he was making that film and some of the little bits and pieces about it. But then I kind of wanted to talk about the other two as well. And I feel like because I watched them all in quick succession, they're all going to kind of blur together, especially the first two, because like you said, they are like, they're like, you know, it's a continuing story. Yeah. Yeah. Even the bad guys sort of cross over and yeah, it's so, and I like that. I think yeah. that's a really impressive part of the sequel is that it's like, oh, this is really a part of the first one. You feel like, oh, I'm continuing mm. the story. It's not yeah. just, it's fucking this guy and it's a different case. It's like, no, this is this police story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really good, man. Like, it, it's so funny. Like, the, um, the first one, like you were saying, it's sort of like these, like, amazing, like some of the best pieces they built a, like they destroy a town yeah at the beginning of the movie so they just crazy. destroy this little village and it's, they did it legit yeah and it's amazing dude yeah like it's just built around these big stunt pieces and then there's like this fun slapstick bullshit between it's like you it's you like it or you don't but i instantly like I was laughing all the way through this film because like mm. it reminded me so much of like and you could see like Jackie Chan loves silent movies. There's no way he's not uh, like obsessed with like Buster Keaton and Harold Lloyd and Charlie Chaplin definitely. and all this cuz like he even definitely. like you know kind of like apes some of their like biggest stunts and stuff like you can yeah, see Yeah, he it, did like, the uh, he did um the uh, I forget which The been, Clock in Project A. The Clock Project A, thank yeah. you. I'm trying to remember the film. Yeah, he yeah. did it. And he, he did it for real. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just literally dropped off like he's hanging drop. off a clock yeah. hand and he takes the drop and I, I, I think go watch that if you <laughs> he, did, well. he did it like three yeah. times cuz he wasn't happy with it. Yeah. Jackie Chan is a fucking Madman, he's amazing, he's crazy, yeah. and I, and I love him. I can't get enough of Jackie. Yeah, only like, one. This is Jackie like, Chan, but he's the great. Yeah, and he was like the type of guy that's doing all of his own stunts, and like you said, his stuff he couldn't do in Hollywood. Like he still did all of his own stunts later, but you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure it was more of like keeping him on a fucking leash. Whereas in like you know, he's doing all this shit himself. You know, under the guys and guidance of uh golden harvest and stuff. And, you know, they're kind of giving him a, like a long rope and he's like, just going to town, just doing this stuff for the fans, just like going, doing the most ape shit stunts you've ever seen. And they still are so impressive, like so impressive, more impressive yeah. than anything you see today. Like it's so, no, cool. and it'll always be, it'll always, it will continue to age well as like, cause it's fucking real. Yeah. It's just real, yeah. like, and it's just people putting their bodies on the line, doing superhuman feats, and that will always be impressive. And I feel like stunt work in general is so undervalued and um, underappreciated. Like, how is that not a fucking um, like Oscar category? As many things should be, yeah. but that should have been years ago, years and years and years ago. It should have been made for like Home Alone. You know what I mean? Like those guys should have won an Oscar and all the <laughs> yeah. Jackie movies should like, it's yeah. so undervalued and now it's even harder for them to stand out. Obviously they're still there, but they're like awash with fucking visual effects and yeah. CGI. Like obviously there's still people doing fight scenes in like Marvel movies, but like, mm. 
you know, it'll quickly anything big, a big stunt will usually, even if they get someone to do it, they usually like will turn it into a digital double anyway, or they'll, yeah. it's on a green screen and the suit is CGI. So it fucking ends up looking fake anyway. This, I really hate this. Sorry, I'll stop. But there's this fad of like, especially with like Tom Cruise who like pr- prides himself on like doing real stunt. Mm-hmm. There's that scene at the beginning of one of the Mission Impossible movies where he jumps from a plane. Legit. It's a legit skydive and the camera following Tom Cruise down, falling to the ground. And if you watch the raw footage, it's incredible. It's terrifying. But he is just falling on like, he's not, he's not over a city or anything. It's like a field and him going through the clouds. But like what they chose to do is one set it at night and him, and also he's going through like a storm. So you don't see any of it. <laughs> Why did you even do it? It's yeah. an ugly shot in the, yeah. in the final thing. And it doesn't look real and it completely takes away all the power of it. And that's what I see sort of done in these big Hollywood movies, which is a shame. But then sometimes, like, again, Top Gun, if you saw Top Gun last year, it was cool, that, you know, like the flight sequences were cool because it looked like a lot of it was done for real. Yeah. And I think Tom that Cruise goes a long way. <laughs> He's Tom like, Cruise I'm going to space, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to say, like, that's the only way of doing things. I think in the end, using both will be the best way. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've, it goes the other way, and I don't buy into anything now. And Jackie's stuff is always so tangible and tactile and, you know, like, brutal. And, like, just the but you feel it. You just feel every hit, and you feel every jump, and you feel like this guy could really die. Yeah. At any moment. And that's the other thing that's great about it. He's he's in these fights and he like well, you know, there was I was watching something about how there was a lot of like it was like this thing about the police story films and how Jackie does a lot of his stunts and stuff. And it was this guy talking about it and he was just like, you know, in the old Bruce Lee films and stuff, Jackie Chan didn't really like that style because like Bruce Lee he would take on a group of guys and he would kick their ass and stuff. But yeah. like he would, it was almost like they would come at him one at a time, but Jackie prided mm. himself on these like realistic looking all fights where all these guys are coming at one time and it's chaotic and it's crazy, but you, you see everything and everyone's dancing together perfectly. And it's just like this amazing fucking thing. And it's and like, it, it, it looks makes sense real. He, he came from like a, a dance background. Yeah. So it makes sense that his fight scenes almost have a quality of ballet to them. Yeah. And also something that, like Jackie's always been good at it, standing himself out. That makes him stand out. Is that he likes to get, he gets his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was movies. gonna say. He actually Constantly. gets beat up. And it's and like, it inde- he's not a so super endearing. Man, you know, he just exactly. gets beat the fuck up. Exactly, yeah. and that's something. And now you have the Fast and Furious guys in their contract. They can't lose the fight and they have to get <laughs> yeah. hit. They have to get hit an equal amount of times. Yeah. And it's like, this is bullshit yeah fuck off it's like you have you're distri- you're like that's not what storytelling is and yeah. like that's why you like jackie yeah it's because he comes back he keeps fighting back again maybe it'll maybe like the rudy joke it's like i could do that <laughs> <laughs> it's like i could you know because it's not it's like obviously he's very skilled but like he's just he had a strong fighting spirit yeah if i can use the wrestling term <laughs> any any time any time on this <laughs> podcast uh, well, I want to go back in time a little bit uh, because, you know, I think it's important to kind of chart Jackie's past 
to kind of get to like how police story came to be. It's actually kind of a mm. funny story, but like police story, it marked a big turn in Jackie Chan's career. And it was a big turn for Hollywood, like the Hong Kong action film and how its influence would seep into the Western culture. Jackie was born in 1954 as Chan Hong Seng to poverty stricken pa- uh, parents who both were refugees of the Chinese civil war. And as a child, he was, super hyper and energetic. So his father would take him to practice Kung Fu in hopes to calm him down, teach him the value of strength, patience, and respect. And he wasn't one of the best students in terms of uh, academics. It was discovered that he had dyslexia, but it was something they didn't really cater to at the time. So he would end up failing his first year of primary school and he was left behind. But his Kung Fu potential shined through and his father enrolled him at the China Drama Academy, which was a Peking opera school. So like you were saying, he was a part of this crazy school. He learned the classic sort of Chinese opera. It's a lot of dancing and performing and all that. And when he first gets to this place, he's enamored by it. He saw all the children dancing around and performing and the teacher looked cool. And it was just like this really fun thing. And he thought it was like a Disneyland. But soon he realized in reality, it was quite tough. It was a boarding school that had strict rules, high expectations, and it bred a lot of competition, which obviously would help Jackie burn a fire in him. But at the same time, it was fucking hard. And over the span of 10 years, Jackie learned martial arts, acrobatics, singing, and acting, but it had a painful price. He said, every day we would train from dawn to midnight and anyone caught taking it easy would be whipped and starved. So, after school, Chan would travel to Australia where his parents were living at the time. Apparently, his father was a spy. That just came out like recently. <laughs> like what? Like in like there was a Lego Ninjago movie that came out that Jackie Chan was doing a voice mm-hmm. in or whatever. And it yeah. came out that uh, his father was actually a spy while they were living in Canberra, like Australia. Because like his parents are buried there and stuff. They were properly like just living there for a long time. So, wow. <laughs> like, really weird. But yeah, he briefly attended college and he was a construction worker uh, while he was in Australia. And he had a fellow builder named Jack that took him under his wing. And that led to uh, Chan earning the nickname Little Jack, which was later shortened to Jackie. And thus Jackie Mm -hmm. Chan was born. Uh, But his dream of being a big star was calling and he found himself back in Hong Kong, much like the legendary Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan would enter the film industry at a young age. So when he was at the school performing and everything, he kept getting these small roles, basically just doing little bits of extra work and doing some stunts. And he even ended up when he went back to Hong Kong, appearing in Bruce Lee's fist of fury and entered the dragon. He notably Mm -hmm. gets killed. And I think both of them are beat up. (laughs) Um, But following the death of Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan became one of the many young martial artists that film producers in Hong Kong attempted to model after the deceased superstar. So Jackie would uh, star in Lo Wei's new Fist of Fury in 1976, which was unsuccessful. Jackie wasn't really familiar with Bruce Lee's style of martial arts, and he didn't really want to ape Lee's gritty persona. He basically wanted to make a name for himself and you know, what would become his successful films in 1978 by utilizing his own form of bumbling physical comedy that we all know and love him for today. And these early successes were Snakes and Eagles Shadow and Drunken Master. 
Oh, Drunken Master is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I so love good. the Drunken Master. That was one of those that like seeped in over to Mer- in America because like mm. I think it was around 2000 they re-released Drunken Master 2 as Legend of Drunken Master. So yeah, yeah. And in my head when I was traction. a kid and I think the way they marketed it, it was almost like this is a remake, although it was actually the sequel. <laughs> but it, it was, was like, a sequel, yeah. But you could watch it independently, yeah. apparently. After, I'm not seeing the yeah. second one. Um, so the success of these projects gave Chan enough clout to make his directorial debut with the Fearless Hyena in 1979, but he soon left Lowe Studio for the legendary Golden Harvest. This is the big production company in Hong Kong that did all the Bruce Lee films back in the day, run by Raymond Chow. And it would see him get some international attention in his first Hollywood films like The Big Brawl and Cannonball Run, starring Burt Reynolds. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh they, those were like Hollywood films, but they were produced by Golden Harvest. And the latter of which, Cannonball Run, actually had outtakes in the closing credits, which would influence which Jackie very... Chan and become a staple in his career. He loved it. He was like, this is great. And yeah. So Cannibal Run it's, it's low key it's, it's a good movie yeah I remember it back yeah. in the day I think I saw it as a yeah. kid it was really fun yeah you might know it better as like uh, Rat Race which is basically <laughs> Cannibal Run <laughs> yeah. which is also basically yeah. which is also basically like it's a mad 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 world they're all kind of the same movie yeah the final piece of this early puzzle that was integral with Jackie's story and how he got to police story was the 1985 police action film, The Protector. After testing the waters with the big brawl and cannonball run, Jackie was hoping The Protector would be his big entry into Hollywood market. He was so keen to break into, but Jackie had a lot of conflicts with the director, James uh, Glickenhouse. As Glickenhaus wanted to make this gritty movie that would be opposite of the goofy Jackie Chan movie, but Jackie wanted to make a Jackie Chan movie. And mm-hmm. he spent nearly the previous decade having a lot of say of how his image was perceived and the control over his stunts and everything. So, like, there was a big period from like when he had his breakthrough in the late 70s with like, you know, Drunken Master and stuff. And he's just doing all these films and he was directing a few. And he just kind of created this, you know, the Jackie Chan, the JC stunt crew. I mean, he, he was mm-hmm. notorious. People fucking loved him and he had a lot of clout. So it was a real struggle for him to have someone else try to tell him how he should be perceived and stuff and how they wanted him to be viewed. And this will lead to Glickenhaus version being uh, released to American audiences, which was it was, it was a poor reception. And the producers mm-hmm. of Golden Harvest reached out to Glickenhaus and they were like, Jackie wants to do his own cut for Hong Kong and Japan. And Glickenhaus was like, sure, whatever. I mean, whatever. And he he did his own version. He cut it to make it a little bit more of a Jackie Chan film. And it was received a bit better. But the whole experience, it lit a fire under Jackie Chan. And that fire, Never again. <laughs> that fire fill was called Spite. Because the whole police story series literally exists due to Spite. Out of spite, Jackie Chan decided he had to show Glickenhaus and the American audience what they were missing. Nice. Yeah, what are you trying to do? This would be Jackie's fifth directorial effort, and he teamed up with screenwriter Edward Tang, who they previously worked together on uh, Dragon Lord, which Jackie directed, and Project A in 1982 and 1983, respectively. And Jackie told Tang, he's like, "I I want to structure this film around epic action pieces, these big stunts. So he already had in mind of 
a car destroying a shanty town. He had the mind of Jackie hanging from the double decker bus before <sighs> stopping it with a revolver. And that he had the idea of a climatic fight in a shopping mall. And they went from there and they started That's to piece right. all this story together. He's like, all right, like we're at a shanty town. Well, it's a drug deal why are we on. at the shanty town? There's a drug deal going on. Okay, cool. Shant- like shanty town turns into a chase. We destroy it. And he's just like, that should lead right into the bus scene. Cool. You don't want to put that in? Nah, put that right there. It would just be this big <laughs> a- action opener. And eventually he crafted this simple little police story around these big stunt showcases and all this mm. little silly slapstick humor. And the name itself was even simple. The idea of Jackie calling it police story was to keep Hong Kong studios from stealing his idea because he recalled over the years, and this would be after the fact, but when he did Drunken Master 2, there was all these like studios start doing drunk, drunken boxing movies again. So a simple <laughs> title like Police Story, you just knew it was a cop movie, but you didn't really knew, know what it was about. And it's something that Hong Kong wasn't really doing at the time. They weren't doing these like cop movies, like a cop kung fu movie. So Jackie mm. just invented basically this new genre that would like actually become a thing afterwards. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so the big stunt scenes, I feel like that's the main thing we want to talk about. We'll just mm-hmm. break them down a little bit. We got the shantytown bus scene. This shit's fucking nuts, man. It's like the shant- <laughs> it's so good because he's like he's like he's planning all these stories. Yeah. And they like even you know, like the the cop who's kind of scared, who's like jumping at everything, shooting the mirror and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, there's sort of like there's a bureaucracy to the uh to the police force and like people not listening to each other plans going awry and Jackie being like the one really good smart cop that nobody's really listening to and he's sort of basically himself above the law you know he's a bit of renegades that sort of thing and then you have the drug deal going on you see the basically like the obviously the guy is in charge and the fancy suits and the cars and yeah. you have the the woman there who they later sort of try to get on their side and yeah and then it just, it just built like it's really well set up and it quickly builds and then it just gets just crazy just like i know like obviously it's like it's built around a real village and they put up shit to destroy but it looks so like how did no one i don't know if anybody died i hope nobody did how did nobody get like seriously hurt and killed because they're literally what looks like just driving blind down this hill through all these like makeshift like huts and like buildings and stuff and it's 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 incredible. It's a great way to start the movie. Yeah, it's and, like, then, and then like through that chaos, Jackie comes out. Yeah. It's like an explosion of <laughs> yeah. Jackie Chan, and it's just one man running full pelt, full pelt on his fucking just on his own two feet. Yeah, yeah like running like after the bus and the and the car, and then getting to the car and the car the bus down is one of my favorites. One because it, it looked amazing, but for the ending and it being like a fucking mistake but he kept it in because it's so much more harsh because the bus is meant to pull up and but it's like you know the guy the driver steps on the brakes and it pulls up and the the gangsters in the front fly out and they're meant to hit Jackie's car right there yeah land on the car land on the car it's like a bit like a fucking to sort of soften the blow yeah but the bus stops a bit too early so they crash they like crash through the window and they fall and they land right on the fucking concrete yeah. on their fucking neck. Yeah. And it's disgusting. But and like, Jackie like stays in character. 
and he just moves on to the bus. With the gun. Yeah, yeah, and then then he calls cut. And you, yeah, and then you know who Jackie is as well from when as that scene goes forward. It's the guy trying to buy him off. And you yeah. think, fuck no. Yeah, and there we go. And then he becomes like world famous cop, yeah. which is really funny. That that's really funny. But that sequence is insane. Yeah, it's crazy because it's there's so much going on in it. It's really crazy, and it it's something that like this one sequence. If you want to piece the shanty town to the bus scene like together, because it kind of happened in the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, it like that. Both both of those big moments have been reused in other films, like copied in other films, like mm-hmm. Bad Boys Two. Michael Bay took the fucking <laughs> slamming through the shanty town, and then Tango and Cash they used the bus stunt where it they was did, like a, yeah. a tractor trailer truck or whatever, like stops short in front of Sly Stallone, and the guys yeah. just go slamming through. So yeah, it's like it's an epic fucking scene. It's so cool, and then just all the shit in between, like the umbrella. Like Jackie, like grabbing a fucking umbrella from this woman, <laughs> just like latching onto That's the all bus he needs. and sliding That's all across. He needs. It's so crazy. It's like, and then once he gets Putting on the bus, up. he's hanging on the side <laughs> of the bus, and it's like a fucking Buster Keaton movie, man. You could tell he's well into Buster Keaton because, like, that's some shit. And I, I know it's hard sometimes. I think to watch. Like if you're used to like modern movies and stuff to go back and watch older stuff, but then to even go back to watch like a silent film. But man, I would like definitely like recommend wholeheartedly to go check out any Buster Keaton films like The General or or like any of his shorter films. Like, dude, they will blow your mind. Like the stunts he did and like the crazy shit, like like basically the most famous stunts are like, the, and he did it twice. There's two films he did it in, but like basically standing like house with the down. house falling on him in the window, like, and you could, they've done that again in other films and stuff. But like it, today, like they would have that fucking mathematically mapped out. It would be like perfectly done. No one would get hurt sort of thing. And it would be controlled if they like try to do that again. But like Buster Keaton back in the day would have just done it. And it was just like fucking hope that he's he's you know set this up correctly yeah i might die die. or like you know fuck like i i the general is crazy he's like you know one of the most expensive films ever made at the time where he's just like yeah i'm just gonna crash a fucking train in a fucking quarry like fuck it (laughs) like you know it's like and that's the vibe that jackie has here it's just like you know i'm just gonna fucking hang off the back of a bus with an umbrella like he used like a metal one because it's like the wood he had a wooden handle <laughs> and he just kept slipping, so he had a metal one. But like you watch the fucking like credit in credit scenes where he's doing all the outtakes and stuff, mm-hmm. and you see like how he like falls off of things. He's like, you know, there was some crazy gnarly ones in Supercop, like where Michelle Yeoh like is like jumping off the fucking train, like onto uh or I think it is it the train. No, she's on a she's on this big bus that they're in. And like she like jumps off the bus onto Jackie's car and she's supposed to like kind of like slam and land on the windshield. Cause that's the whole thing with Jackie Chan movies. You see how he sets up these stunt pieces. He it looks crazy because he's going through all this like glass or like tables or mm. uh gazebos chairs, or chairs, flatters. whatever it is. <laughs> it's it's like and it's totally what they do in pro wrestling. It's things to soften a blow. Because if you hit mm-hmm. the grounds like at that speed and stuff, you're gonna fucking like it's going to hurt. You're still going to get yeah, hurt fuck you going up. through a yeah. table, but at least, you know, you're hitting a table that's sort of breaking the impact a little bit. 
And that's the source of Jackie was setting up in all these films. Like it's things that look crazy, but it's supposed to help him like barrels, like falling into barrels. It's like, yeah, he's okay, this, that. yeah. it's going to soften the blow a little bit, but at the same time, it looks gnarly. And there's a lot of stuff like that. And like super cop, like, like I was saying, Michelle, Yeoh jumps off this fucking like uh bus onto like Jackie's car. And she's like slips off. There's like in the outtake and just kept going. She just slides oh, off and no. the car's moving. And like, she just goes rolling down the highway and they stop and everybody jumps out and goes and gets her. And it's just like, dude, that's fucking gnarly. Like it's fucking crazy, man. Like in this, this whole sequence is just nuts, man. And then we get to the Grand mall breaking. scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, skip God. over. <laughs> there's some good fights throughout, there's, yeah. throughout the movie, but there's you go to the mall really scene. Fights, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's half, it's the last like half hour, all action. Yeah. It's just nuts. And it basically led to a lot of the stunt crew calling the film glass story because Jackie uh, ordered like, yeah, he goes, Dusty said it to me when we were watching. She's like, God, he breaks a lot of fucking glass. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot. Like, but it looked amazing. Like there's a bit in, I don't actually, I don't remember. It might be police story too, actually. It's the bit where he's on the bus and he jumped through, he needs to break into the, break into the place and he's like on a on a bus or yeah because he's back truck. on a bus in the second one again yeah he's on the top and he's like he jumped over the signs and stuff and then he has to jump through the building and he jumped through a plate of glass yeah <laughs> and it's just it's massive insane and then the outtakes you see it fucking destroyed yeah. his face and shit that um, like yeah lovely story too the outtakes are crazy because there's like the sign which they they repurpose that whole sort of sequence in rush hour as well, like because there's the big yeah thing yeah they do that again the Hollywood side on yeah they're chasing each other the like uh, like I think it's when Chris Tucker's chasing Jackie early on yeah because uh, Jackie yeah. doesn't trust him yet so like you know they're like he's chasing after him and there's like getting hit by the sign and stuff on the bus and all that they, like so they repurpose that stuff but like there's a scene in Police Story two in the outtakes where Jackie like gets hit by. Uh, a sign and he just yeah, looks like yeah, he's yeah. knocked out like he's just out like it's fucking gnarly <laughs> man. yeah like um he ordered like a bunch of sugar glass from the united states and it was double the thickness of normal sugar glass so that when you broke it it broke in huge shards so you could just feel the impact of the stunt performers breaking mm. through it so the final 20 minutes of the film is just this epic fucking fight scene of Jackie going Tanner. down escalator, yeah. breaking through glass, going through tables. Yeah. Like it's insane. Just it just goes on. Barreling on. through like 700 pounds of collapsible sugar glass. It's <laughs> nuts. Like it's just like, yeah, insane. just those bits like where he like, he like kicks somebody over and flips them onto a, like a glass thing and then flips them back through another glass yes. thing, like underneath uh, it's just like yeah, oh. yeah. and it's just like every shot is great and like you know it's got that classic like hong kong martial arts style yeah. where it's cut it's not cut it's not shot in coverage cut like sequence to sequence to make every bit look as good as possible yeah. and so there's just so many great throwaway shots like fucking when the guy hits him and he turns and the camera's like right up him, but like it hits the glass and it cracks in front of the camera and just like hits reactions like, oh shit, it looks yeah. real. Like it really fucking hurt and stuff. It's like Jackie Chan hates women as well because he's just like <laughs> <laughs> beating the he shit out of the women. Yeah. Fucking Bridget Lynn. And like he's just how she apparently did a lot of her own stunts as well, but like she gets thrown through this glass as well. There's like. It's brutal. I don't yeah. think, I don't think she did the jumping from the building into the pool, but like. That, no. that stunt is nuts as well. Like it's just fucking crazy. Like um, 
It reminds me a lot because I like this watching these films really made me like I was just like, Julia, we got to fucking watch Rumble in the Bronx because I just think about the epic jump from like the fire escape where he jumps from one building to <gasps> another and like oh, breaks his yeah, foot. Dude. And then the rest of the yeah. fucking movie, he has to wear a the cast, fucking like the Matt Damon fucking done. They redid it in Bourne. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your favorite movie. Everyone's just fucking ripping off Jackie. Everybody ripped off Jackie, man. And of course, this would lead to the big finale where Jackie's just like sliding unassisted, no wires down multi-stories on a vertical pole draped in decorative light bulbs. Uh, the mall was still in use, so they basically had <laughs> very limited time to shoot this stunt before shoppers were about to show up. So the lights were real. They basically had this like, uh, I think it was daylight was coming and they were at the end and this was like, dude, you got to do this. And Jackie's just like freaking out a bit. And they had like, you know, drapes of like, you know, blackout like carpet or or, or 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 like you know covers or whatever to cover up the skylights um because it was supposed to be nighttime and jackie's just up there he's just up at the top looking down freaking out some guy comes over giving him like a little buddha like you know paper or whatever like a little prayer thing and sticks in his back pocket and he's just like thanks <laughs> you know i don't believe you can shit, see it but, you could do you can see it yeah. in the film i'm like having to fucking psych himself yeah. up he's, he's like <gasps> hunched over <laughs> yeah he's like fucking like an animal he's just like yeah. yelling and he's like ah okay. yeah and he goes for it and like again it's like it's a, obviously it's an impressive stunt but like mm. i feel like by the end of that movie you've seen him do a tr- like a parade of amazing things yeah it's not it's not it doesn't seem like that big of a deal and it ends up being one of the most dangerous things he ever did yeah just through like you said the lights being real and didn't like it electrocute him to yeah shit well and burn him. yeah that's the thing they they plugged into the electrical system at the mall so like when he jumps down it, this is just crazy he has like 12 cameras shooting him and he's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. looking down freaking out he he's hyping himself up and he makes this gesture mind you this is after the pro- like project a thing so he had just done that crazy Harold Lloyd-esque stunt where he Mm. basically fucked his back up. So he's freaking out about it. And he like, he basically makes this gesture when he's hyping himself up, which a stunt team member down below took it as, oh, he's ready to go. And they start rolling. And then he noticed, oh shit, they're rolling. I'm wasting film. I'm wasting money here. I have to go. And he just jumps. You can see he just goes, and just jumps, slides down the pole and the lights and everything were real. So it burnt the skin off of his palms as he was going down and he lands through this like canopy of sugar glass Mm. and then proceeds to get up and chase a stunt guy off camera before they call cut. And that's why this shit's shown from three angles because he has like 12 fucking cameras going and he's, it's not, it, it, I think that's part of the thing as well that makes it like, it's kind of silly but at the same time, I think it was like fucking Jackie. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, cause yeah, show crazy. it again. It's Damn, crazy. I show it again. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you get police story two, and they just like open up with like a recap of the first. Police yeah. Well, story, the best, they still the just show it three times. It's so yeah, funny. I love that. That's why maybe like, I kind of, I don't know. I loved both police stories, but I'm, I feel like I remember enjoying police story two, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Just big, maybe because as well, you get the best of police story one. In Police Story yeah. 2 as yeah, well. Yeah, you get the coolest bits. The film. Yeah. But you get, but Police Story 2 is a different experience. Like, it's just, it's a bit better, I think, paced. But like, the, the set pieces and stunts, it's like a matter of opinion. Mm-hmm. I just love, like, as much as I love the ending of Police Story 1, the mall fight and the big slide down the pole, it's amazing. 
But the end of Police Story 2 is also fucking fantastic. The whole yeah. thing at the fireworks factory. Yeah. It, it's one of my favorite the Jackie scenes crazy, ever. crazy, so like, fight with Benny Lai as well. The, yeah. like, deaf mute bomb maker guy. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Police Story, it was released in December 1985. It racked up $26.6 in Hong Kong dollars in Hong Kong and $20.5 million in uh, Taiwan, in the new Taiwan dollar, and $1.9 million uh, sorry, 1.9 billion yen in Japan, oh, as well as wow. netting a decent amount in other territories and further releases, including $113,000 when it was released in the United States in 2019 for like a re-release, which totals to about $18.7 million worldwide in US dollars. It was a big hit in Hong Kong and it like went on to win Best Picture at the Hong Kong Film Awards in 1986, which is like the mm. only time a Jackie Chan film ever won that award. Um, really? Yeah. And he, he's won like, you know, choreo- choreography awards and I think maybe an mm. acting award here and there. But like that was like just it was a big deal. And of course, it led to a popular franchise of seven sequels. So we'll just yeah, that keeps rebooting through. and rebooting and spin-offs and yeah hit me yeah i just kind of wanted to go through like police story two and three a little bit because like obviously we've been talking about two um mm. you know i love two. we we yeah, pick back up two. it's it's right after the it's 1988 this time it's still set in the 80s you still feel like you're in the 80s uh it's jackie with the big sweaters yeah yeah <laughs> jackie's like he's still directing as and well the cars. he's uh he's back at, he's been demoted as a traffic cop in this one because he caused <laughs> so much damage uh when he was trying to apprehend uh chu tao so mm. chu tao has been released from prison on the pretense that he is terminally ill which is fucking nuts uh, and Chutal and his clan, basically the first part of the film are just harassing Jackie and his girlfriend may, which I love this one because like may, uh, Maggie Chung gets more to do in this one. It's great. She's she does. so good. She's really like, yeah, rather that, than just being the jealous girlfriend in yeah. the first one, this one, she's like actually quite involved in the plot. Yeah. And, uh, Jackie's mean to her again. It's, it's like, you know, it's a lot of mean shit. <laughs> he's he's under a lot of stress. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but like it's it's funny because there's Uncle Bill who's in the first one who's like one of the police like guys high up in the police and stuff who's like mm. always friendly with Jackie you know Chan Kakui he's like always like he's always like looking out for him where trying like to be the, on his side the the chief inspector guy or whatever is like kind of like trying to play it by the book and stuff so like mm. in Except Police in Story Two they just like decide to turn him into like a fucking like guy who needs to shit all the time and it's really it's so weird like, oh yeah it's so weird like out that's of nowhere a weird running he's joke. just taking a dump throughout this whole film it's fucking hilarious and there's that great scene where like maggie chung comes into like she's like dripping wet she's pissed off because like jackie was supposed to go on like uh on on the holiday with her and he like cancels his holiday but he accidentally kept her passport so she goes like off to fucking i don't even remember like bali or yeah. whatever but she didn't have her yeah, passport yeah. and she got in trouble and it was just like fucking chaos and she comes in to like break up with them she, she like breaks into this fucking like men's bathroom or whatever at the police station and she's just screaming at him and it's so good it's so good it's like maggie chung just killing it but like going off on them. she goes inside the fucking stall and uncle bill's just sitting there taking a shit it's so <laughs> yeah it's so funny it's funny, it's so that's funny. funny it's so good yeah 
Like I, that's I like classic it. Jackie Chan coming in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Just like he, it, yeah. he just you can see like like things like that are like he just finds this funny. Yeah, he likes toilet humor and he likes things with like older people. It's funny and he likes people you know falling down, getting hurt. Just like you know he likes you can see the kind of stunts he likes and it's yeah. just it's fun to see them sort of peppered throughout. Yeah, uh, the it's movie. it's kind of funny like this one it. Obviously, the first film has those epic, big, major stunt pieces. But this one, once it gets past that silly, it's like kind of silly and it's funny. But but then it goes into the story about the bomb, serial bombers. It turns into like a fucking badass neo-noir film, man. It's really good. That's what I like. That's what I mean. End of Police Story 1 and like half of Police Story 2. It's like that. And I think that's where it felt most. Yeah. And just a more, a bit darker, like a more of a gritty crime th- thriller, ironically, yeah. considering that, you know, that's kind of not what Jackie Chan was planning for, but just because he, he inadvertently just really fucking good at that. Yeah. It's just like, and he's writing and he's directing and like these stories are actually really intricate and really interesting. And they have a lot of good ideas behind them and politics, political ideologies behind them. Yeah. And sort of, you know, questioning and challenging of the police force at the time, which is ironic now, considering his sort of stance on, you know, China and Hong Kong and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but at the time, it was cool. But yeah, like, the second half of, like, police story does not play. It's like, yeah. it's fucking I love... dead on. It's serious, it's scary. Yeah. And you, you're like, yeah, you're like really worried for him. For I love all the like the telling, like all, like you know all the undercover cops and stuff telling all the guys. Yeah. It's just really fun, man. It's like this is a police story, dude. Like the first yeah. one didn't have much of a story. This one's got a great story, and mm. it sacrifices the big stunt pieces. But then you still it get, has like, more fight really cool it, fight sequences. It has the playground fight yeah. and the car chasing him through the alley. Yeah, and- so good. And then, like, like the, the restaurant fight as well, the restaurant which fight. is really good. Oh, sick. And you yeah. can see where Jackie's starting, starting to refine those, like, really highly choreographed uh, fight sequences that, like, really pay off. And uh, I, I think, at least anyway, in uh, Rumble in the Bronx, like, I feel like that's Definitely. where he's he got it like, down to a sign by that it's point. So good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's a kind of similar vibe where it was a big hit, it did pretty well. Uh, actually, it did more financially in Hong Kong. It was a bigger hit in Hong Kong, uh, but it wasn't received at quite as well critically. Um, but it, you know, over the years, it's become more and more respected. And some people argue that it's better than the original. Some people are like, no, nah, it's still the original. But still, it's sort of like they're kind of neck and neck and they, they mm-hmm. feel like they're made to be together. But then you get Police Story 3, Super Cop. It was made in 1992. Michelle Yeoh joins Jackie Chan, and that's this is her breakout role. And she sort of had a little comeback because she was doing some stuff in the late 80s, um, and then she took a break because she got married and stuff. And then this was like, hey, I'm coming back. And she was known for doing her own stunts, and it's kind of crazy. She teams up with Jackie Chan. They basically uh, are. She's a Chinese uh, Interpol officer, and she basically is going to bust a Hong Kong drug operations so they send jackie who is a super cop um which again spite (laughs) this is what they called jackie a couple of times in the film the protector so jackie's still hanging on to the spite and (laughs) uses the term super cop it's it's kind of funny um and yeah and they go to kuala lumpur and may gets fucking kidnapped that sequence again 
that sequence is really funny because she shows up and then you start to see you're like okay i really like maggie chung she gets treated like shit and then she basically burns them in the movie she has a friend she just by chance happens to be in uh kuala Lumpur, uh while jackie's there and uh she's at this hotel and she like sees Jackie there and there's this big fucking confusion. She's pissed off at him. And then he like later grabs her and he's just like, Hey, I'm undercover. Like you got to fucking chill. And then she goes into the fucking uh, elevator and she's talking to a friend who speaks English and is speaking to her in English. And she's been speaking back to her in English, but then decides to speak in uh, Cantonese back to the girl while the girl's still speaking English to her. So she obviously understands Cantonese as well as English and she's going back and forth. So she's speaking Cantonese to this girl telling her basically, Oh, my boyfriend's a cop and he's undercover. And like, you know, <laughs> that's what all that he's was about. Cop. And then there's like one of the baddies in the elevator and he heard the whole thing and you're like, okay, I get it. This is why Jackie's all fucking mad at her all the time. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. you Cause talk shit like too this. much. You never <laughs> shut up. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Jackie Chan hates women and hates uh, moles. Yeah. He hates and glass. He, glass. Yeah. yeah. Anything else in Super Cup? Uh, he hates trains, cars, uh, motorcycles. <laughs> Any form of transport, yeah. really. <laughs> no, but the pairing of Michelle Yeoh and Jackie Chan actually created a lot of like onset friendly rivalry because, like, I bet, I bet they were Michelle Yeoh basically was famous for doing her own shit and she was doing gnarly stunts like i said she actually drives this fucking motorcycle up onto like fucking on the moving train that you can see in the outtakes is crazy like they have her on a line basically to help her get up there but like mm. she still has to land on the fucking train yeah yeah and she overshot it a few times and basically just goes barreling into these like big boxes or whatever to like <laughs> catch her but man it's really fucking dangerous um so yeah jackie's just like you know chill out you know, because like anytime you do this shit, I have to like kind of like, you know, try and one up it. Please stop doing all these crazy stunts. And she's like, fuck no. <laughs> so like she she's joked in years like later that like I think dealing with her on set and Supercop like actually helped Jackie's views on women and stuff. Because like, mm. you know, he he admitted early in his career that he w didn't have much respect for women and stuff. And you could see it in these films. He's like slapping women around kind of, and he writes himself to be an asshole. Like, you know, mm. and he, he, I think he had turned it around or whatever. And she's just like, yeah, I kind of kicked his ass, you know? So it was like, you know, damn right. Too. Um, yeah. Even Jackie needs a good ass kicking down. <laughs> yeah. Well, super cop was released in July, 1992. It, it Itself. again in hong kong did like 32.6 million in hong kong dollars it did pretty well um and in other asian markets it did well so roughly it made about 17.5 million dollars uh us dollars uh but after this jackie chan would pump out like drunken master 2 which i already mentioned which would later be known as legend of drunken master in america he'd rekindle his hollywood aspirations he turned down the role this is crazy of simon phoenix and demolition man a role that would go to Wesley oh, Snipes. No Jackie way. turned that down because he didn't want to play a villain. Um, but Fair he, enough. He would break through so in the release of 1995's Rumble in the Bronx. And following the, I, success, yeah. the success of Rumble in the Bronx, a lot of Jackie Chan's films, like I was saying at the top of the show, like they were re-released in America. You had Police Story 3, Super Cop. It was just simply known as Super Cop. And it kind of felt like it was a standalone film. And Michelle Yeoh and Jackie Chan actually did the English dub for American audiences. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. 
And then Michelle Yeoh would go and get her own spinoff called Supercop 2. And then the mm. series would continue to see releases. You had Crime Story, which was kind of an unrelated film where Jackie Chan's still the star, but he's not he's not like Chan Kukui. He's like another, not the same character. another yeah. guy. You had Police Story 4, which is Police Story First Strike, which was also known as Jackie Chan's First Strike in America. Mm-hmm. You had New Police Story in 2004. And then you mm. had Police Story 2013, a.k.a. Police Story Lockdown. So yeah, that's the last one I remember. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, I mean, fun films. We kind of just barreled through them, just sort of like as a fun little bonus episode here. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. uh, Finns enjoyed this. I want to. Do you have a fave? I want to say thanks to Finn for that as well. Um, Thank you. It was a fun convo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My fave. I think it's probably two. I didn't really say like Police Story three. I watched that last night as well. It's fun, but it doesn't feel like a police story movie. Like it feels different. If, I'm gonna watch it. I need to watch yeah, it. But yeah, you, I've heard it's very different. When you watch it, you'll you'll have a good time, I think. But it feels like it's a lot more violent, um, and and it's a it's like darker, but like it's still it. But it's it's like police story of the '90s. It's sort of like you know. They used to make that sort of joke about a lot of those like films, like where there was an eighties version and then there was a a sequel came out in the nineties, like Bill and Ted and then Bill and Ted's bogus journey. It was sort of like, this is the Bill and Ted of the nineties. It feels a little bit different. This is what this felt like. It had strong, like um, in terms of like production value and then just the look at times of street fighter, but like not as cheesy. Like it, it's okay. just the way it looked. It was really weird. But there's some insane, like, fucking scenes in it, like Jackie hanging off a fucking helicopter. And, like, I mentioned, like, Michelle Yeoh jumping onto the, the train, like, and the, and on a fucking, like, uh, moped. And then, mm. like, yeah, just, like, jumping off of cars. There's another bus sequence. Like, there's a lot of crazy <laughs> shit in it. So it's I'm going to try one. and watch it. I'm going to try and watch it. I might wait until it's coming, you know, off the back of. A really great Jackie Chan season. Yep. The, we're doing uh, the Play Story trilogy again, yep. right? It's back Friday the 17th of March from 4K, mm-hmm. the whole trilogy at the PCC. So uh, It's a good yeah. night out. I would highly recommend it. If you've not seen any of them, it's a good like start for Jackie Chan. Especially if you've not seen any Jackie. If you love Jackie Chan, you're going to love these. Yeah. If you don't know anything about Jackie Chan, it's a good introduction. Absolutely. Into yeah. the world of Jackie. And it just makes me want to do more. Like, I just want to like, I want to like talk about Rumble Bronx yeah. and I want to talk about Rush Hour. <laughs> like, you oh, know, it was so good. Yeah, definitely. So maybe in the future, there'll be like some room for that. Um, but uh, that's it for now. I, it's just a fun, quick one here. Blast through the Police Story trilogy. Uh, Finn, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, this episode's yeah. going to be here on Patreon, and eventually it's going to probably find its way into the main timeline like all these uh, good Bagel Boss episodes do, um, which I'll probably do maybe just prior to the Police Story trilogy hitting the cinema again in March. So, yeah, if you're listening to this on the main timeline, this is the kind of stuff you get over on Patreon. It's good, fun, quick bonus action from Phil and I, patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Uh, support us. It's fun. And I want to thank people like Finn for being a good bagel boss and supporting us. Thank you. Over here. Yeah. It means a lot. Means a lot. Um, we hope you yeah. enjoy this fun. episode. And uh, yeah, just thanks, man. Just fucking yeah. chill. Chill. <laughs> Quick, fast pace, just like a Jackie thing, man. Yeah. 
You nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, no wires. <laughs> just beating no wires. each other. No regard for our own personal safety. Yeah. Just... Like, fucking... Just, we weren't chewing slowly at the beginning of this episode when we were eating our, like, crisps and our nuts and mm, whatever you were yeah. eating, wasabi peas. We were fucking huffing them. <laughs> we were huffing them. Yeah. Just, like, you know, no regard Inhaling for our them, personal... <laughs> you okay?